Welcome to the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the concept of dolly incapax. It's another Latin phrase. It's really important topical at the moment in Australia. If you've heard about people talking about whether we should raise the age of criminal responsibility so that children can't be held responsible, then you will want to know about the concept of dolly incapax. So stay tuned. I acknowledge that I'm recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. Now we're going to be using some legalese during this episode so I want to get started on the right foot. We're going to be talking about something that is a rebuttable presumption. Now what does that mean? It means at law, something is presumed to be the case. So it's the default that you think that it's true. But that can be rebutted. So you can bring evidence to say it's not true. If no one does anything, then the default position is it's true. This is what we're working with. Okay, so that's that's in a nutshell what a rebuttable presumption is. Now, I'm going to be leaning really heavily um, during today's podcast on an article by Kate Fitzgibbon and Wendy O'Brien, published in the International Journal for Crime, Justice and Social Democracy. It was published in 2019. And this article is called A Child's Capacity to Commit Crime, Examining the Operation of Dolly Incapax in Victoria, Australia. And as part of their abstract, they say that the rebuttable presumption of dolly incapax is available in all Australian states and territories and provides that where a child is unable to comprehend the distinction between actions that are seriously wrong and those that are naughty or mischievous, they cannot be held criminally responsible for their actions. So what they're doing when writing this article is trying to examine the operation of Dolly Incapax. They say that despite the key role that it plays, its operation to date, so up to 2019, has been largely unexamined. They say that there are inconsistencies in the way this presumption is used, and they also think that there might be need for future reform of this area of the law. Dolly Incapax comes from a long-standing presumption in English common law and it's basically that a child under 14 years is presumed not to have the ability to know right from wrong or to know serious wrongdoing um, from being mischievous. So Dolly Incapax is a Latin phrase. It means incapable of committing an evil act. And as we said before, it's a rebuttable presumption. And the presumption is that children between the ages of 10 and 13 years are presumed to be incapable of understanding the difference between being naughty and in engaging in a criminal act that is seriously wrong. So in order for a child between the ages of 10 and 13 to be um, put through the court system, that rebuttable 
presumption needs to be overturned. So you can see that the tenet, the common law principle of Dolly Incapax, it should pay, play a pretty big role in diverting young people away from the criminal justice system. So the people writing this article are very keen to examine how that actually works out. So again, at common law, a child under 14 years is presumed not to have reached the age of discretion and to be dolly incapax. But this presumption may be rebutted. Between 10 and 14 years, a child is presumed not to know the difference between right and wrong, and therefore to be incapable of committing a crime because of lack of mens rea. And that's from an English case, C versus the DPP. Now, mens rea is another Latin phrase. It's, it basically means intent or the mental element of committing a crime, sort of meaning to do it or being reckless about doing it, but ultimately having the right intention the understanding, the guilty mind. So in Australia, what is required for a child between 10 and um, under 14 to be prosecuted is that the prosecution must rebut the presumption as an element of their case. They have to rebut that by showing that the child knew the act was seriously wrong as opposed to just naughty. The evidence has to be strong and clear beyond all doubt or contradiction. The evidence to prove the accused's guilty knowledge must not be the mere proof of doing the act, however horrifying or obviously wrong the act may be. So you can't just say, well, they did this terrible thing. They must have known it was wrong. Can't, can't say that. And they also say the older the child is, the easier it will be for the prosecution to prove guilt or knowledge. And that's from a case R against CRH, report, unreported in the New South Wales Supreme Court, Court of Appeal. So it's a big ask rebutting that presumption of Dolly Incapax. And the kinds of evidence that might be used to do that um, would include, very likely, a psychological assessment of the child. Um, it might include any prior criminal history that the child might have, um, evidence from the parents, teachers, psychologists or psychiatrists. It might include a police interview transcript or recording. And it might include evidence about the child's behaviour before and after the alleged criminal act and those examples come from RP and the Queen a 2016 matter. Now there's case law in England and Australia about what is seriously wrong and the courts have said in R and Gorry this is a 1919 case so this concept is really old it is not enough that the child realised that what he or she was doing was naughty or mischievous. It must go beyond childish things of that kind. It would not be right for a child under that age to be convicted of a crime, even if they had committed the relevant actus reus and had the relevant mens rea specified in the statute, unless they appreciated that what they were doing was seriously wrong. 
So what that means is actus reus means the actual criminal act, the physical act, the physical conduct. And the mens rea, as I said, means the guilty mind or the intention. So let's say that a child is going to be charged with stealing from a shop. Maybe they stole from the shop. They, they physically took something out and they had the mental intention. So they actually intended to take it away and not give it back. They really did intend to steal. They might have that actus reus and the mens rea. So they've done the act and they had the, the mindset of an intention to do the wrong thing. But even so, it wouldn't be right for a child to be convicted unless they appreciated that what they were doing was seriously wrong. So that's really interesting. You can have the guilty mind required at law. You can do the act required at law. But you need to establish that the child understood that it wasn't something that was just naughty. It was something that was seriously wrong. And the presumption of Dolly Incapax is there to try and recognise the difference in maturity between adults and children. And also to try and recognise the presumption that young children lack the capacity to understand the implications of their actions. So there have been a lot of articles and a lot of commentary recently about whether we should raise the age of criminal responsibility in Australia. And that's coming about because uh, people are seeing that they don't believe that this rebuttable presumption is being used properly to protect children. There's an overall view that there should be a blanket assumption that up until the age of 14 years, a child simply isn't capable of understanding uh, what they're doing. The alternate base on which that is put is that it's not right to put children in the criminal justice system at such a young age, even if they do understand uh, that what they're doing is wrong. So one is sort of making assumptions about a child's capacity and the other is looking at policy reasons as to why this is perhaps not a good idea. So we know what Dolly Incapax is. Now let's talk about some of the findings of Kate Fitzgibbons and Wendy O'Brien, authors of this journal article, A Child's Capacity to Commit Crime. They talked to a lot of legal practitioners in Victoria in writing this article, and they found that while the rebuttable presumption exists, it's not working all that well. And this is because when you get to court, yep, the prosecution needs to rebut that presumption. They need to say, yep, this 10-year-old is capable of understanding that this is serious wrongdoing as opposed to something merely naughty. But let's have a think about it. What happens before a matter goes to court? If you have thought police get involved, ding, ding, you're absolutely right. Some of the people interviewed have indicated to Kate Fitzgibbon and Wendy O'Brien that there is a lack of understanding of the presumption of Dolly Incapax by police. They note that police play a key gatekeeping role. They say that if police were better trained before they charge someone in identifying whether a child is Dolly Incapax, then children would be less likely to be unduly remanded and criminalised. So what they're suggesting is police have procedures that 
lead to them charging kids and not thinking about, well, do they have the capacity they, they charge? The authors then talk about experiences that some of the interviewees have told them about, which is that these people are placed on remand. Um, being placed on remand means being put in custody um, but not as a sentenced prisoner. So what might happen is a kid gets arrested for something, they're placed on remand. So they're not given bail. Um, they're held in custody until they're taken before a court um, to be formally charged by the magistrate. Um, hopefully at that point, the question of Dolly and Capax is quickly raised and dealt with, but it probably won't be that quick. A lot of the time, reports need to be obtained expert reports about someone's capacity and the authors also point out that a lot of the time uh, children they don't have the capacity to fully understand advice given by lawyers about um, undergoing these dolly incapax assessments they think it's just going to drag things on for me so I don't want to do it um, they don't do it and so their chance to say yeah this presumption applies to sort of confirm it goes away. Now that sounds wrong to me um, because well f for many reasons but the main reason it sounds wrong to me is that the prosecution has to prove that this person has the capacity it's not the other way around but what the authors have found is that in practice, a lot of the time, um, prosecutors aren't being required to do that. Like they might be asked by the defence to to um, rebut that presumption um, before they can move ahead. Uh, but sometimes the courts aren't requiring them to do that. Everyone's just going ahead as though um, this child has capacity, whereas they actually need to prove that the child has capacity, which means that they should be the ones obtaining the reports about it. Um, but a lot of these legal practitioners who defend children say that um, it often falls to them uh, to get these reports, and they often find that quite difficult to do for two chief reasons. One is that most kids are legally aided. They don't have funds to pay for lawyers and nor do their parents. So you're constrained in who you can get the reports from because you're constrained by the grant of aid that legal aid will give you. And two, if you're in a more regional area, it may be even more difficult to find an appropriate expert who can assess the child and give a proper and useful report to the court. So there are a lot of problems with it. Um, my view is that the police are important gatekeepers to the criminal justice system and if police can arrest kids from the age of 10 to 13, um, even though once matters go to court they might be thrown out, then I think they're going to arrest them um, unless something changes. So that's my understanding of why there has been such a significant push recently to raise the age of criminal responsibility. <laughs> Now, you might have your own views on whether that's good or bad. I need to do some more reading to form a more conclusive view about what I think about it. But I think it's interesting to learn what Dolly Incapax is and to also take the perspective um, on board of the authors Wendy O'Brien from Deakin University and Kate Fitzgibbon from Monash University who jointly wrote this article and again it's the International Journal for Crime Justice and Social Democracy. A Child's Capacity to Commit Crime Examining the Operation of Dolly Incapax in Victoria Australia and that was published in 2019 so it's nice and recent. You can find that 
article if you Google crimejusticejournal.com and if you search for the author's names Kate Fitzgibbon and Wendy O'Brien. Thanks for bearing with me during this episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. There has been a little bit of cat shenanigans in the background, knocking things over and construction noise. So thank you so much for listening. This has been the Not Just a Lawyer podcast and we have talked about the rebuttable presumption of Dolly in Capax. Thanks for listening and take care.